This is Passport Two, People and Places, brought to you by Jules Verne, taking you around the world, sharing memories and introducing you to the people at the heart of everything we do. I'm Abby, and in this series, I'll be delving into past adventures, inside stories, future journeys, inspiring you to discover the wonders of the world. Hello listeners, I'm delighted to be joined on today's episode by Laura. Laura is our longest serving team member at Jules Verne and the curator of many wonderful escorted tours around the globe. To name a few, we have Return to Serendipity in Sri Lanka, Ancient Japan, Land of the Samurai, Following the Journey of Samurai. We've had some amazing tours and many of our customers' favourites have been created by Laura. So I'm delighted to have a conversation with you today. Hi, Laura. Hi, Abby. Great to see you. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, it's great to have you on the podcast. And it is amazing to, for people to hear the brain behind many of Jules Verne's iconic trips. And then, Laura, honestly, some of them have been absolutely iconic. I mean, the, the Central Kingdom Express. How do you even come up with these titles, let alone the programmes themselves? Well, to be fair, I feel absolutely blessed to be able to do a job that I love. Um, I've been here for over 30 years. I do come to work and I do a job that I love. I'm putting together some programs to, to travel to areas of the world that, that um, I've got a real deep feeling for. So travel means so many things to, to so many people. It's all about making connections, engaging with people. And that's your fellow travellers just as much as the local communities. It's going out, having experiences and creating some fabulous memories. Quite often it's not about the destination, but it's about the journey. It's about the people we encounter along the way. It's about the things we see, the things we remember. Travel is vital for our personal well-being. And I truly believe that the travel is the greatest form of education, whatever your age. Um, If the journey is crafted for you, and that's what we do at Jules Verne, we will look at the itineraries, we will look at the countries and we'll meet with our partners locally. And so if that journey is crafted by experts and you're traveling in the company of locals, who better to know the area and to give you that first-hand knowledge? They'll tell you the best places to eat, the best viewpoints to catch that sunset. All of that insider knowledge, what could be better? Now, when they put the programs to us and we explore, um, the world literally is your oyster. Um, I've been so fortunate over the course of, of my time at Jules Verne to be able to travel to some unusual places and to put some fabulous itineraries together. Some we cheat a little in so much that we're recreating at the moment some of the tours that we operated 30, nearly 40 years ago. So travel is cyclical. Um, when I started at Jules Verne, which, as you know, is a very long time ago, um, it was very much geared towards the not the tourist but to the traveller to the adventurer to the person that wanted to to go somewhere that 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 really was off the beaten track and we were able to do that we really were pioneers in the day Um, and the industry has changed over the years but I think all of us find now that um, we're looking for those adventures again and those adventures might be doing something that we've never done before or traveling to a destination or just delving just slightly deeper into into the destinations we visit. So 
as we go along, we do like to have a lot of immersive experiences. So you get to know the community you're visiting. You get to see why the locals have such a fantastic community there. And that, just to be able to experience those things, makes a great deal of difference. It really does. And you come away with this amazing sense of adventure, but you also come away with these beautiful and wonderful memories that you have cherished with fellow travellers that become your friends. And we've said it a lot on the podcast, guides make a holiday. Whether you're taking a guide for one day, whether you're taking a guide for a 27-day journey. Absolutely. You can read a book from cover to cover and you can go with some preconceptions, but you can go thinking you're fully genned on the area. But you just need someone, you need to follow someone's footsteps to that area that the locals go to, um, to introduce you to that local family or to that local community group. Um, and it makes all the difference. And they're genuine connections. Laura, I imagine when you sit down at your desk to plan these wonderful, gorgeous itineraries, I just have this image of you looking at the map and thinking, where next? And and truly being an adventurer from your desk here in London. But how do you come up with these itineraries? I know that you work very well with our local partners and you take you know, their information and their inspiration because they, like you said, they live and they breathe it. But for you, some of the journeys you have created to Papua New Guinea, for example, well, amazing itineraries. How do you do this? There's always going to be research and you're going to be looking at blogs and you're going to be looking at trends. But when I travel, generally I choose to travel to unusual destinations and generally I travel alone. I'll travel in a group of other travellers, but as an independent person because that leaves me responsible just for myself and it allows me to become immersed and intensifies my personal experience, making each journey a journey of discovery. So each footstep I take, every new discovery I take, I'll sit and think, well, that was just fabulous. Wouldn't it be great to have that as part of an arrangement? And travelling independently, it's such an easy thing to do now when you're traveling as part of a group you're looked after you have someone that will give you advice but you're free to explore and they know that destination so every destination has its unique features and it creates distinctive memories if i talk of a few of the places i've been to png papua new guinea it's untouched it's certainly unsophisticated but it's zany it's incredible and yet beautiful you have these tribal people you have tribal people you have jungles mountains you have beautiful islands so it's every bit of nature you could imagine with cultures that have stood stood almost still in time Um, Antarctica was an absolute privilege to stand on pristine shores and feel totally insignificant in the world with ethereal setting, the towering icebergs around you uh, that are cracking and calving as you're in a zodiac and, and riding a wave as, as the, ice, the iceberg crashes into the sea. It's just so exhilarating. India is incredible. Yes. That's incredible India. You hear people say it, but it's absolutely incredible. My most memorable place was Varanasi. Okay. Totally, completely 
bonkers absolutely bonkers um it's the most bonkers place i've been the smells the noises the colors you have this cacophony of noise and the full spectrum of colors wherever you go so as you walk along the paths that have been trodden over millennium along the riverbanks and you see the people that are greeting you in these colorful saris and you see the seers on on, on sitting cross-legged um, and it's this is all on a bend on the world's holiest river so so far away but every step is just just incredible and every step is it's it's fresh air it's something exhilarating it's something new so when when we're putting programs together we look for that sense of adventure it's in all of us it's still there we've got that wanderlust we want to keep traveling and so that's why i was really excited to look at pakistan i've wanted to visit pakistan since i was at school and had the national geographic picture stuck on my wall of the karakoram highway that was where i wanted to go and for a long long time we just couldn't travel there but visas have been reintroduced for pakistan and from last year we were able to visit again and uh, there wasn't a lot that could stop me from going so if you're searching for a proper adventure pakistan is amazing it's a country for the experienced traveler but it is quite incredible you can discover all that northern pakistan has to offer on an amazing journey that we're putting together uh, from the astonishing mix of traditional cultures the awe-inspiring untouched natural beauty i have not seen scenery like it it wow. is incredible it will take your breath away was it just silent i mean i've seen some of your photos and we'll put them up on our, our social media but i could just imagine you felt like you were the only person there it is incredible you are you you're amongst the only tourists there at the moment a lot of instagrammers are starting to go there it's getting a lot of coverage but you will stand in the hunza valley at eagle's nest view and you are surrounded 360 degrees by towering peaks clear blue skies mountain on the top of the peaks you don't know you're holding your breath until you have to breathe again it is the most incredible incredible place to see so hunza valley is a favorite of mine and it the people there are so hospitable there's a saying in pakistan that the only people that don't want to go to pakistan are the people that have never been there because anybody that's been there once wants to go back. I've never met, been greeted with so much hospitality as I have in Pakistan. It was wonderful. The food was wonderful. The people, the scenery, there's so much, so much going for it. It's got a lot of history as well. Its history encompasses armies of Alexander the Great. It's got the Mughal Empire, the British Raj. Lahore is uh, the capital of the Punjab. It's the cultural, intele intellectual and artistic hub. That's where... Kipling's Kim roamed the bazaars and where Mughal emperors once once held court. So Lahore itself is probably the most um, dynamic of the Mughal dynasty cities. Islamabad is modern because it was only created in 1960, but close by you've got Taxila, which gives you glimpses of, of, of the Buddhist civilization. And then you, you travel north and you go to the mountains of the Himalaya, the Hindu Kush and the mighty Karakoram, and that's where the peaks soar. They soar above the clouds. There are desert forts that are dotted. There's incredible mountain landscapes. And you travel through some of the highest mountain ranges in the world. You can see K2 when you're in Skardu. Skardu is where the Alpine lakes are, and it's where the climbers will travel across the Desai Plateau to, to climb the peaks, but you'll see K2. So you've got this incredible Alpine scenery. You've got the Hunza Valley, 
where it's got a complete rhythm and culture of its own. It's just, just the most incredible place to wow. visit. It, it it is a wow, and the 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 hotels are lovely. We've got we use some good quality hotels in Lahore and in Islamabad, and then when we go out into uh, the more rural areas, we're staying in heritage forts and we're staying in Serena palaces, and it's just just as I say, it, it feels like travel probably did about 40 years ago. It's been untouched for a while. It's been untouched by the Western hand for a while, if you like. So it really does feel that you take a step back in time, but it, it you've got to take these opportunities now because it's not going to be like that forever. But it really is a wonderful place to go and visit for now. It sounds like that sense of adventure is truly live in Pakistan when the world is very accessible now. As you said, you know, there's lots of countries that we've been able to go to and maybe not now, but you can get to most places now and you can experience a lot of things, but to hear your passion about somewhere like that that, you know, is now open and for us to go back, it's just, it's inspiring, Laura. It really is. It, it is it is a beautiful place to visit. Very few people are travelling there at the moment. The culture is varied, it's vibrant, um, albeit it's a bit conservative and every, everything locally is influenced and dictated by the the religion and the culture. But it has so much to give. And um, our tour concentrates quite a lot on a number of uh, female NGO groups that are there that are, uh, help us uh, learn about what it's like as a woman to live in those areas. Um, and they're progressive. And there's this wonderful NGO in the Hunza Valley. And it's for the marginalized women of the area. And they go to the center and they learn to become plumbers and carpenters and mechanics. And they're great. And they oh, are wow. making furniture. So just to see that these people really have been given an opportunity in life. Yeah. And that just by visiting that destination, you're you're assisting somewhat because you're adding revenue and you're, to the area and it, that in itself is is part of our sustainability program because it's protecting the environment it's protecting the cultures locally so um it has it has so much to offer and it it is um as i say it's a fabulous place to stand in hunza valley to wake up in hunza valley when you look up and there are soaring peaks around you it takes your breath away it's wonderful tell me about the border ceremony <gasps> Right, okay. I have heard so much about the ceremony, the sounds, the drums, the dancing. You've seen it firsthand, obviously from the Pakistan side. If for many of our passengers who will have travelled with us to India, yeah. if you go to, up to Emirates, so the first thing that you want to do is go to, or one of the things you want to do is the Wagga border ceremony. So when you're in Lahore, if you've been there, you'll know that all of the guards are very handsome, six foot four gentlemen with dark hair and lovely handlebar moustaches. And they will march up and down as the flags are lowered and as the Indian crowd roar, then the Pakistani crowd roar. Another little bit of craziness, but it, it, it's so much fun there. It's, it's just one of the uh, the inclusions that we have in the tour that, that, that make it quite special. When we're in Lahore, we have uh, a Kuali evening, and Kuali is part of uh, the, uh, the Sunni Islam religion, 
uh, where it's devotional singing. So we have that one evening. Uh, another evening, we sit with the contemporary poets and writers of Lahore, and they will give us a reading of some of the most recent uh, work, the Wagga Border Ceremony, which nobody can miss because it's fab. <laughs> um, but then when we move up to Taxila, we have truck painting. In Pakistan, you have these wonderful, great trucks that yes. are colourfully painted. And so we stop there and we have our own go at, at painting one of the trucks. Oh, wow. Uh, Did you do that when you went then? Did you get to... We got as far as the trucks. They wouldn't let me loose with the paint, but ah. we got as far as the trucks. But, <laughs> but it's a great thing and, and our passengers will be doing that. We also go up and have, uh, once we get up into Skardu, uh, we'll go along to a polo match, so a local polo match, and then we'll meet the players afterwards. And then there are three different women's vocational training centres we go to. There's one in Kaplu, then we go to uh, one near Akhtabad Lake, which is the women's uh, carpet weaving centre, which is great fun. These ladies have the best sense of humour, you can imagine. That's great fun. And then we have the Hunza Women's Social Enterprise, which, as I say, is that they're getting marginalised women trained, qualified, so that they can live their life um, to the full. So all of those things, they're, they're the, the small visits that we include as well as obviously you'll go out on um, food street tours and such like, but these are small elements of the tours that they're notwithstanding this incredible scenery you travel through, this incredible culture that you're going to visit and all these historical sites that are included in the arrangement. And I think that's testament to you and your skills to be able to create something so magical that, you know, these experiences, like you said, it's all about the guide. So you have sat down with our partners and our guides and created this wonderful itinerary where all of these little extras, the, the, the rug making, the painting of the trucks, the meeting the women... These will add up to the most sensational memories of people. It, they do. And travel is, as I said before, all about making memories. Um, it, it, it's what That's what you take away and that's what you remember. Um, and with these, we know it's going to work because we've done these ourselves. Yeah. So, so we know we've, we've sat down and we've worked. We plan it in advance and then we've been out and we've done it. And um, it, it, is, it, it is all about making memories. It's about making connections with people. Because these people share your interests. Yes. Because they're, they're looking at the same arrangements you are. So they share your interests. But to make connections with those carpet weavers, to sit and drink tea with them for an hour or so and have fun, and, and it, they're the things you take away. And laugh. Laughter throughout the world. Yeah. You know, it's such an amazing thing to sit down with someone in a, in a culture or a country that's completely opposite to your own, completely alien to you and sometimes, and just laugh about the silliest thing, you know, trying to make something that I know, for example, we've been in places before where we've tried to make bread or something like that, and I have failed, epically, epically failed. And I can't speak the same language as this person, but we are laughing, and I'm sure they're laughing at me, but I'm laughing I'm with sure them. I'm sure they're not. I'm sure they're not. <laughs> and it's amazing, isn't it? It's the connections. It's the people behind the places, and that's what, like you said, that's what travel is about. That's what travel's all about. And you're talking about um, making bread. We stopped uh, in a in a farmhouse, and, and we made... Uh, we we made our, our, our curried lunch. So uh, the, the lady in the kitchen took great pleasure in, in showing us how to chop and, 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 and cook. But, but again, it's another fun way just to prepare a meal and sit down together and, and have fun. And make those memories. Yeah, absolutely. So we've, we've talked about Pakistan, which has been your sort of latest adventure. And you have been 
incredibly lucky to travel around the world. You've been to some amazing places. One of the questions that I ask everybody on the podcast, and you probably know this because you've heard the podcast before, but the one question I ask is, where in the world has captured your heart the most and why? But I feel like this is going to be a hard question for you to answer. Well, um, I, I am absolutely blessed. I, I love what I do. And when I get the opportunity to travel, which isn't as often as I would like, but when it happens, um, I do make the most of it. Um, and I've Hunza Valley holds a place in my heart. And I've spoken to you about Papua New Guinea and Antarctica um, and incredible India. Uh, Egypt, again, I've, there are so many facets to Egypt. I've been to Egypt a number of times, but each time to a different area, a different region. And, and again, that's, that, that holds a special place in my heart. But I'm going to surprise you. My m- favourite place in the entire world yeah. is in a grand hotel on an Italian lake at Lake Como. It's my favourite place in the world. It's the centre of modern civilization, if you like. And again, to wake up surrounded by mountains on the edge of the lake with the finest of food and the best of wines where you can sit and watch the sunset is just fabulous. So you don't have to travel far to make a journey of discovery. You don't have to travel far to make memories. But it's finding the special places and doing, taking up those experiences to make sure that, that you make those memories. Oh, Laura, what a wonderful way to end this 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 month's episode. Um, I feel like we need to have you back on the podcast again. You are a fountain of knowledge. So thank you so much for joining us and thank you for giving us all the information on Pakistan. Okay, Abby, thank you so much. We hope you've enjoyed the latest episode of Passport 2, People and Places. Look out for our next episode, where we'll be talking to more guests about the people and places that have inspired them the most. We'd love to hear your feedback, so please do get in touch. Thanks for listening. Listening.